Unraveling the DNA of the IT Privacy and Security Weekly Update for the week ending October 10th, 2023. Episode 160. We start this week with a pause of remembrance to all those innocents caught up in the wars raging across the world. Often, the highest price is paid by the most innocent. October may be Cybersecurity Month, but in the run-up to the holidays, we think it also could be called Call Your Grandparents Month, too. Why? Well, we have an eye-opener from the FBI that may have you ringing your grandmother as soon as you finish this podcast. Our second story to anyone at Amazon working remotely. The gig's up. Our third story gives us another reason to dislike having our photographs taken, with our fourth covering a little change that will keep our communications through one application safe for years. Shockwaves from Callie in Story 5 and 23andMe unraveling our genetic secrets for our sixth update. Finally, we take a bite out of the line in one supercomputer's greatest threat, and we hope it doesn't give the cat any ideas. Just like a strand of DNA, let's go unravel these updates. Our first story out of the U.S. from IC3Gov. Phantom hacker scams target senior citizens and result in victims losing their life savings. The FBI is warning the public of a recent nationwide increase in phantom hacker scams significantly impacting senior citizens. This phantom hacker scam is an evolution of more general tech support scams layering imposter tech support, financial institution, and government personas to enhance the trust victims place in the scammers and identify the most lucrative accounts to target. Victims often suffer the loss of entire banking, savings, retirement, or investment accounts under the guise of protecting their assets. Between January and June 2023, 19,000 complaints related to tech support scams were submitted to the FBI Internet Crime Complaint Center, or the IC3, with estimated victim losses of over $542 million U.S., Almost 50% of the victims reported to the IC3 were over 60 years old, comprising 66% of the total losses. As of August 2023, losses have already exceeded those in 2022 by 40%. Three examples covered are tech support, financial, and government institutions, but expect more creative and resourceful scams as the phenomena gain attention. So, what's the upshot for you? Never a better time to check in with the folks than now. You can remind them that you love them and keep them safe at the same time. We think that's a win-win. Our next story is global from thebusinessinsider.com. Leaked screenshot shows Amazon is now tracking individual employee office attendance records, reversing its anonymized data policy. Amazon has adopted a new approach in its push for employees to return to the office by tracking and sharing individual office attendance records. Employees in the U.S. now have access to a badge report on their internal HR dashboard displaying data on the number of days they've badged into corporate offices over the past eight weeks, along with specific days of the week for each instance. This represents a significant shift from Amazon's prior policy of tracking only anonymized aggregated office attendance data. 
In this regard, it was previously used for safety and space planning and shared with managers in aggregated forms. The new policy aims to provide employees and managers with visibility into their office attendance, enabling discussions about returning to the office. Amazon spokesperson Rob Minoz clarified that the badge data does not consider paid time off, personal time, or work from non-corporate locations. The intention behind sharing this data, according to Minoz, is to facilitate conversations between employees and managers about working in the office alongside colleagues. A separate internal memo informed Amazon employees about this badge data update. It also mentioned that managers could access badge reports for individual employees and teams. However, badge data access is not available to employees in specific regions. This move by Amazon is part of an ongoing effort to enforce its return to office or RTO policy. Despite facing resistance from employees, Amazon has increasingly emphasized the importance of returning to physical offices. The company has recently implemented stricter measures, such as requiring employees to relocate near office hubs or potentially face voluntary resignation. So what's the upshot for you? Amazon CEO Andy Jassy reinforced the company's commitment to the RTO policy in an internal meeting, stating that it's time for employees to comply. This marks Amazon's determination to ensure a significant presence in corporate offices amid ongoing challenges related to remote work adoption and office attendance compliance. Our next story out of the U.S. from cybernews.com. Researchers extract audio from still images and silent videos. A collaborative effort involving researchers from four prestigious U.S. universities has yielded a groundbreaking technique known as side-eye, capable of extracting audio from static photos and muted videos. The technology focuses on the image stabilization systems now standard in modern smartphones, using tiny springs and electromagnets to stabilize camera lenses. Sinai scrutinizes how these lenses respond to sound-induced vibrations, discerning minute shifts and angles when sound waves cause lens vibrations, even when imperceptible to the naked eye. The technique then extracts this data to recreate the original sound with remarkable accuracy, ranging from 80% to 99% based on sound complexity. Although currently limited to powerful speakers and not yet compatible with human speech, the potential for this technology raises cybersecurity concerns. Research has demonstrated how individuals with knowledge of camera hardware could extract detailed acoustic data from recorded videos, including speaker identification and gender recognition. Their paper, titled Side-Eye, Characterizing the Limits of POV Acoustic Eavesdropping from Smartphone Cameras with Rolling Shutters and Movable Lenses, say that five times fast, highlights that users often grant camera access to apps, unaware of the possibility of acoustic eavesdropping, while audio may be initially muffled, machine learning and AI can enhance its clarity and usefulness. To ensure the security of future camera devices, manufacturers should focus on camera design improvements as the potential risks of acoustic eavesdropping become increasingly apparent. So, what's the upshot for you? For now, countermeasures against such threats include using lower quality cameras, holding devices away from speakers, and incorporating vibration-isolating damping materials. Our next Global story comes to us from ArsTechnica.com. The signal protocol used by one billion people got a post-quantum makeover. The Signal Foundation, responsible for encrypting messages for over a billion users on platforms like Signal, Google, RCS, and WhatsApp, has rolled out a significant update to address a pressing concern, the potential downfall of cryptographic protocols that protect sensitive data. 
the Signal protocol. This protocol provides end-to-end encryption for secure messaging and voice calls. Previously, it used X3DH, a form of cryptography called elliptic curve Diffie-Hellman. ECDH explained, Elliptic curve Diffie-Hellman involves using elliptic curves to create unique key pairs for users. One key is public for encrypting messages, while the private key remains guarded. The security relies on complex mathematical functions. Current encryption methods, including elliptic curve cryptography, or ECC, are vulnerable to quantum computing, which uses qubits instead of traditional bits. Shor's algorithm could potentially break ECC encryption using quantum computers with enough qubits. To counter this threat, researchers are developing PQC, or post-quantum cryptography, which uses algorithms resistant to quantum attacks. The Signal Foundation has introduced PQXDH, a form of PQC, to enhance its existing protocol. PQXDH uses crystals Kyber for added encryption. This means that to compromise communications, an attacker must break both X25519 existing encryption and Crystal's Kyber. Signal will use both X3DH and PQXDH temporarily. When all users have updated versions, it will switch to PQXDH entirely. So what's the upshot for you? In essence, this update addresses the looming threat of quantum computing by combining traditional ECC encryption with PQC, making it significantly more challenging for attackers to compromise communications. However, as quantum computing continues to evolve, further upgrades in post-quantum cryptography will be necessary to ensure data security. And again, out of the U.S. from ArsTechnica.com, Facebook's sexist, ageist ad targeting violates California law, court finds. A recent California court ruling has sent shockwaves through the digital advertising landscape, potentially necessitating a comprehensive overhaul of Facebook's ad targeting program. This significant legal development stems from the case of Samantha Liepez, a 48-year-old Facebook user who fervently contended that Facebook's routine practice of age, gender, and protected category-based ad targeting violated state anti-discrimination laws. Liapes, in her class-action lawsuit filed in 2020, alleged that Facebook mandated advertisers to specify user demographics for ad delivery, effectively permitting companies offering insurance products to exclude older individuals or women. Furthermore, she asserted that Facebook's ad delivery algorithm exacerbated this problem by propagating ads to look-alike audiences, essentially perpetuating the discriminatory patterns. This prejudicial ad targeting, according to Liapes, hindered her access to time-sensitive life insurance deals primarily promoted to younger and male audiences, resulting in economic harm. While Facebook initially swayed the court in its favor by asserting insufficient evidence and absence of intent, Liapes undeterred appealed the ruling. And astonishingly, last month, a California court reversed the initial decision. It declared that Facebook's ad targeting tools were not neutral and indeed discriminated based on age and gender. Furthermore, it concluded that Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act did not shield Facebook from these allegations. Tech law expert Eric Goldman underscored the broader implications of this ruling, suggesting that the precedent set could affect all ad networks. Essentially, any ad targeted linked to gender, age, or other protected characteristics might now potentially infringe upon anti-discrimination legislation reverberating well beyond Facebook and into the heart of the digital advertising industry. So what's the upshot for you? 
We're curious as to why the EU has not produced a similar result. Basing ad placement, pricing, and availability on a person's location, language, or phone operating system, yes, there are things that are typically more expensive for iPhone users, has to be seen as discriminatory when it works against the consumer. Our next story is global and comes to us from the record. 23andMe scraping incident leaked data on 1.3 million users. Genetic testing leader 23andMe has acknowledged a data scraping incident culminating in hackers accessing and vending sensitive user data on the dark web. This alarming breach compromised the information of nearly 7 million 23andMe users, including origin estimations, phenotypic details, health records, photographs, identification data, and more. The company initially dismissing the data's authenticity described it as a misleading claim. However, later admissions revealed that a segment of 23andMe customer profiles had been illicitly accessed, specifically those associated with the DNA relative feature, which allows users to identify potential familial matches. Inquiries regarding the mechanism that allowed a breach of this scale raised concerns. The company asserted that the threat actor had gained unauthorized entry to a limited number of 23andMe accounts and extracted data from their DNA relative matches. Upon examination of the leaked database, a researcher approached by Recorded Future News ascertained the credibility of a significant portion of the data. Among the files retrieved from the breach forum's post, one contained details of one million users of Ashkenazi Jews, while the other encompassed data on over 300,000 users of Chinese heritage. The data includes things like a display name, sex, birth year, and some details about genetic ancestry results, like that someone is, say, of broadly European or broadly Arabian descent. It may also include some more specific geographic ancestry information, but doesn't appear to include actual raw genetic data. Furthermore, the breach exposed an additional vulnerability enabling individuals to input a 23andMe profile ID into a URL to view someone's profile. Although this did not disclose test results, it still disclosed profile photos, names, birth years, and locations. So what's the upshot for you? 23andMe faces the critical challenge of addressing this significant breach and mitigating its repercussions for affected users. You, if your information is part of this breach, may have dodged a bullet this time, but you'll have your lifetime and your offspring's lifetimes to consider what trouble having your genetic details in the hands of evildoers may allow. The security policies of genetic testing companies like 23andMe have faced scrutiny from regulators recently. Three weeks ago, genetic testing firm OneHealth.io agreed to pay the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, a $75,000 fine to resolve allegations that it failed to secure sensitive genetic and health data, retroactively overhauled its privacy policy without notifying and obtaining consent from customers whose data it had obtained and tricked customers about their ability to delete their data. And for our final story this week out of the U.S. from fedscoop.com, what threat facing the world's fastest supercomputer? Raccoons. At the Oak Ridge National Laboratory, home to some of the world's fastest supercomputers, an unexpected threat has emerged in the form of wildlife, particularly raccoons and possums. Situated on a sprawling 4,400-acre rural Tennessee campus, the lab houses the Summit and Frontier Supercomputers, which are pivotal to the Department of Energy's research initiatives and global scientific endeavors. There's lots of raccoons and possums around here, and unfortunately, we've taken a few out. According to Bronson Messer, the director of science at the Oak Ridge Leadership 
computing facility. Power feed? I mean, it tastes good to wildlife. They bite into a 480-volt line, and it's, well, not a good scene. That sizzling scene can produce a voltage dip that ultimately pushes a supercomputer offline. So, what's the upshot for you? Thankfully, the engineers at Oak Ridge have started to design higher redundancy into the power lines coming into the facility because, frankly, it's pretty difficult to stop a determined raccoon. Okay, so to round out our stories this week, we started by suggesting you check in with your grandparents. Why? Because the number of scams against the elderly has escalated to a point that even the FBI has taken notice of. Make sure your loved ones don't become part of the stats. In our second story, we covered the almost coercive means that Amazon are using to get everyone back into the office and keep them there. In our third story, we learned about how much information photographs now capture. Might it be worth going back to a point-and-shoot for your pictures? It could be safer. Our fifth story covered the signal protocol upgrade that will keep your communications through that application safe, not just for now, but for the post-quantum encryption cracking that may be just over the horizon. We called out a new precedent set with regards to prejudicial age and sex-related ad targeting by Meta that might change the face of ads completely. In our sixth story, we learned how the popular genetic test firm 23andMe seemed to be leaking sensitive user data and how the FTC had already fined another testing firm, OneHealth.io, for the same. Finally, we learned about the fastest supercomputer's greatest threat and perhaps why there are far fewer raccoons walking around the Oak Ridge Technology Campus. That wraps it up for this week. Our quote of the week, the strength of any system is not in one part, but in how well numerous components work together. From Ron Kaufman. That's it for this week. Stay safe. Stay secure. Uh, don't trip over the raccoon. And we'll see you in seven.